hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com my name is Jason Newland and this is let me bore you to sleep I think I think it's number 29 and usually these recordings last for about an hour so I only listen to this or watch this video if you're watching it on YouTube when you can safely close your eyes because it's going to be really really boring And that's it really. I'm just going to talk about, I think I'll talk about my day. <laughs> it's just every day is, seems to become more boring each day as I go, as I get older. Perhaps I should tell you in depth every single thing that I've done and thought or, or, you know, the, um, I'll be working on the descriptions of my sessions because I've got 35 podcasts, which is quite a lot, and I'm trying to organize everything and make it more accessible, more uh, findable on Google and I guess other search engines. But does, does anybody use other search engines? Let me know because the only search engine that I ever use really is Google. But there are other search engines. Bing, um, I don't use Bing, but that's what comes up if I use Internet Explorer. So if I'm searching for something and it tries to put me through to, it sort of recommends stuff on Bing. Uh, what else? So I use Google Chrome generally uh, I've played around with Firefox in the past and that was partly is it Firefox but it's partly because I used to watch that program Firefox which was about the was it about the plane wasn't it was it the plane or the helicopter I forget either way I liked it not enough to remember what particular vehicle starred in that television show that I watched for years but uh, I did like it I think I think it was a plane because if I remember correctly um, Clint Eastwood was in the film 
as a pilot and then not as the pilot of the TV show but as a pilot like a literal pilot piloting you know play, driving the plane planing the pilot you know steering that's all it is is really steering isn't it I mean you can't well, well, you can't do much can you I suppose once you're in the air have a cup of tea cross your fingers hope for the best but I think uh, pretty sure that Clint Eastwood was in the film and then they made or they whoever they are the television people those people in television they produced a television show called Firefox I'm pretty sure I might I might have it wrong I'm pretty sure it's true I don't care enough for it to be right I don't really that not that bothered but I'm pretty sure it's it's true and I'm a bit hungry at the moment though. Perhaps I should have had something to eat before starting this incredibly boring and tedious recording. However, I've started and I will continue. And then when I've finished, I will proceed to make myself a sandwich of some kind I'm not sure what but I know that within that sandwich there will be some tom um, a tomato probably a whole tomato but sliced I'm going to slice it into slices probably one two what I normally do is I hold the tomato so it's up, upright you know with the, the little belly button facing up so the tomato's belly button facing at the top and then I slice down the right hand side twice so you've got the little cap and then you've got a whole slice of tomato then I turn it round and I do the same on the other side and then sometimes I'll just continue on the side I'm already on because it doesn't really need to be turned round again but sometimes I will depends if I'm feeling fruity and adventurous and I might turn over and do it again Lots of whistling outside. It's a bit loud. That's the loudest whistle I've heard in ages. Proper whistle, whistle. And, uh, Yeah, it's about ten past twelve in the evening. 
was a little bit late to be whistling at such a volume but I'm sure there was a reason behind it or maybe that person just enjoys whistling and they've lost track of time you know we all kind of live our own lives don't we and some people perhaps like to whistle at night I don't know I don't know what the answer is to that unless maybe one of the neighbours their dog was outside doing a wee and they whistled for the dog to come in and perhaps they were yeah maybe you know, normally they call the dog in like verbally hey Paul come in or whatever the name of the dog is but perhaps they thought oh why not try a whistle give it a go I mean the person might not have even realised whether they were able to whistle maybe it's been a lifelong ambition but they're always a little bit I'm not sure a little bit uncertain as to whether the the whistle that they produced would be satisfactory to them so they thought they'd maybe test it out tonight not realising that they actually have a really really strong and sturdy whistle and it, was a, it was a good volume very yeah a very energetic whistle it's very you know very muscular whistle you could say not that it's distracted me at all of course so back to the tomatoes so I'd normally get well, one, two I don't know would you class the a small bit of tomato as a slice even though it's not really a full slice it's just more of a like a little lid you know imagine if you had I'm trying to think you know if you had a some kind of jewelry box made out of vegetables you can imagine the tomato bit just being like the little lid that goes on the top or maybe a jack-in-the-box remember the jack-in-the-boxes but then the tomato piece is not very strong I don't think you would be able to hold in a jack-in-the-box you know with the spring and I'm not sure 
I mean, the tomato piece would just go flying. Couldn't really reuse it, and I, I don't know how long it would last as well, because tomatoes do have a tendency of, you know, wearing out going rusty or off or whatever you want to call it you know it's it's fresh food isn't it it doesn't last forever so for this for the sake of it I'll think I'll probably just class it as a slice so one two three four I imagine I can get another two slices so that'll be six slices of tomato which is pretty good going really six slices of tomato and you know I've got a tendency of just having one sandwich like two slices of bread and a filling sometimes I will have four slices of bread and a filling, you know, in each one. Other times I'll have one, you know, two slices of bread with a filling, and then I'll have one slice of bread, maybe with some jam on top. Just, it's like a little sweet treat. Yeah, I quite like jam. If you don't know what jam is, it's uh, I think it's called different things in different places, but it's uh, fruit, um, not refuge. That's rubbish, and that refuse, refuse rather. It's not. It's. Um, I don't know, it's not so much pickle, but it's fruit uh, with sugar, and it's put inside a jar, and it's left for weeks and months, and you know for long periods of time, and then it's yummy. Depending, of course, on the type of jam, and you know. I don't know if it's, was it called fruit spread or fruit condom, not condoms, condiments, Con fruit cordial, no that's a drink isn't it, fruit something, it's, it's got different names, I think in America I think it's got a different title, in England we call it jam, and I know I quite like lemon, tur not turd, curd, lemon curd. I don't know if you have it where you are. It's it's lemon, and it's quite thick and sticky. But it's really, really tasty. I haven't had any for a long time. It's kind of got the same texture as it's quite thick honey. Yeah, I would say. 
maybe a bit thicker than honey oh, not not runny honey this runny honey is it's not very thick at all is it it's, it's runny and I do like honey I do like um, runny honey the thing is what I find with honey is it's very sticky if it's a sticky and it just seems to get everywhere you know I mean there's been times when I've you know I've put my socks on and, and my feet are sticky and I added how, how did that, that how did honey get inside my socks you know how did how, why would there be sticky stuff in my socks? It's just weird. But yeah, it doesn't happen that often. And, um, oh, wait a minute, yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. Never mind. Moving on. So, I might have a sandwich later. But I've been thinking about these recordings I do and the point of them. And the point of them is just for me to just talk and for you to just relax. There's a benefit in relaxing, even you know, regardless whether it leads to you just drifting off out of boredom into a comfortable sense of relaxation and sleep. Now doesn't really matter about the results as such because Andre's decided to go to the toilet in the corner of the room And as usual, he always seems to want to become active whenever I make a recording, even though he's been asleep for the last few hours. You can hear him in the background. slipper his little girlfriend or maybe he's going to be naughty there's no way of knowing really what he does he just does whatever he wants to do or he's gone back into his bag so he's he's gone back to sleep he 
does like to sleep. You know, Andre's never more than probably 30 seconds from being fast asleep. Sometimes I can just hold him and he'll be awake and I'll just look into his eyes. And his, his whole body starts to just fall down one side and his eyes close and he just falls into a deep sleep so easily. He does that as well when I'm talking to him. Sometimes I just like to hold him and just talk to him. Just say, Andre, I love you and you're so wonderful and beautiful and I love you more today than I did yesterday. By that I don't mean I didn't love you yesterday because I did, but I just love you more every day. And sometimes he'll he'll stop stop licking himself and look up at me as if to say, Oh daddy, I love you too. But I'm gonna continue to lick myself because that's what I do. And I'll say, well, yeah, but you can continue to do that if you want. But there's more to you than that. I say to him, Andre, there's so much more to you than just those natural impulses. And he says to me, yeah, but Dad, I just want to lick myself. And I said, I know, I know you do, I, I know, and that's fine. I'm just saying that there's, you have more options. You know, there's more, there's so many opportunities for you, more than there was ever for me when I was your age. And he said, well, wait, wait a second, Dad. How can you compare me and you? You're a human being, you you know, you could do all kind kinds of things when you were my age. And I said, Yeah, but Andre, you're not even three years old yet. You know, you, you get to go out, you get to have the run of the place, you know, you don't have a bedtime, you can pretty much do what you want. I had to be in bed by like five o'clock in the evening, afternoon time. You know, I, I was still having my nappy changed. I, I couldn't, I didn't feed myself, though I might have done. It's really, it's hard to remember, isn't it? I really don't remember as far back as three. When you think, what am I now? I'm nearly, I'm 47 now. So three years old, that would mean 44? Yeah, 44 years ago. I don't remember the ins and outs of my daily feeding routine back then. 
uh, I've no doubt I possibly had some kind of routine but it wasn't a routine that I um, planned for myself you know I didn't didn't have a diary uh, I didn't have appointments that I was organizing for myself and also I didn't have a, a receptionist or a PA either you know I'm not saying that Andre has a PA because he doesn't although sometimes I feel that I am his personal assistant constantly just clearing up after him and he said to me he says to me sometimes daddy I said yes Andre he said why do you talk so much rubbish and I said what, what do you mean he said well sometimes it seems as if you just talk for the sake of talking I said what, what? I said, that's a little bit rude really mate you know he said why are you calling me mate I mean I'm your son Andre's fine or son but not mate I'm not your mate I said okay Andre sorry didn't, didn't mean to upset you he said, well, you didn't upset me, but I do find, you know, best jar me a little bit. I said, what do you mean jar? He said, we jar. You know, as in like jar of jam. I said, oh, wow, that gets us back to the, uh, gets us back to talking about jam again. And Andre said, no. I don't want to hear any more about jam. And I said, I said to Andre, why, why, why? You know, what have you got against jam? And Andre, he climbed onto the table. He took off his gloves, took off his hat, and he said, he leant on his walking stick, and he said, Daddy. I don't have any problem with jam. I have no problem with honey, whether it's thick, whether it's runny. I said, do you mean runny honey? He said, yes, and I know it rhymes. I know that you, you're pleased with yourself when you say something that rhymes. I said I'm not always pleased with myself and Andre said well when are you going to sort that chair out it's really squeaky it even squeaks when you breathe and sigh and I said look I'm thinking about maybe using some polish, you know, furniture polish, because that might help, because it can be quite good with squeaky doors, you know, hinges on doors, 
so maybe it will work with the chair and he said oh, that's, that's a good idea that's a, that's, a, that's a really really good idea dad and I said to him you know what Andre he said what's that I said you know what I've just noticed no what have you noticed I said sometimes you call me dad and sometimes you call me daddy and Andre said yeah and I said well nothing I just just noticed it so why, why mention it then I said because I'm doing a boring recording where I'm just talking about nothing and it, it kind of fits in with this imaginary conversation I'm having with a ferret that can't talk and he said what are you talking about can't talk I'm talking now I said yeah but you're not real are you he said yeah I am real if you, know, if you think I'm not real go and have a look in the corner of the room see what I've just done on the paper that's real and I thought yeah I, I know you're real you know Andre the ferret exists you know you live with me you're my boy I know that but this conversation isn't real is it and he said, well, if it's not real, why are we having it? I said, I don't know, I'm confused now. And Andre said, well, that's the thing, Daddy, Daddykins, is... Do you think maybe you're thinking too much into it? I said, well, thinking it's too much into what? He said, well, you said that it's a made-up story, okay? You said that, you know, you accept that clearly I exist because I am a ferret and my name is Andre and, you know, sometimes I will crawl all over you when you're making a recording. I, I like to disturb you when you're trying to concentrate and I said yeah I didn't say that but you just added it he said yeah I know I know I was here when I said it I heard myself um, I said okay you're being a little bit rude now aren't you he said no I've not even started I said what do you mean you haven't started I said to you you know what's going to happen if you continue doing this? And he said, What, Daddy? What are you going to do if I can continue being rude? You're going to put, put me back, send me back to the naughty step. And I just didn't know what to say. I was, I was kind of surprised, but at the same time, I was envious, a little bit envious of how quick he is sometimes with his comebacks, considering he can't actually talk.
so it's not only jam and lemon curd and honey that I like what else oh I'll tell you I'm bovril something not bovril marmite is something that I don't eat and peanut butter is something that I don't really I don't mind the smell of peanut butter but it's I don't know just whenever I've got just it just looks wrong I think food is supposed to look different when it goes into your body than how it looks when it leaves your body and I think it should look the same both both ways which peanut butter does a bit so yeah I'm not you know, I've never tried it with banana never tried the whole you know peanut butter and banana toasted sandwiches I've got a friend who loves them I say loves I mean he likes them I don't think he's he's ever written poetry about them but uh, he does like peanut butter and banana toasted sandwiches but when he has it I don't think he puts butter or margarine on the toast so I think what he does is he he grills the toast first or toasts the toast then he puts the peanut butter on one slice then he puts the I think he has the banana sliced long ways as opposed to little little slices sort of similar to what I would do with maybe a tomato but of course with a banana you get a lot more slices than you because they're quite long although that would depend I suppose upon the thickness of the individual slices of that banana but yeah he's, I think he'd have it long ways and then he'd put the two slices of toast together and I'm pretty sure he used to then cut the toast into four pieces and from corner to corner so it's like three or like four triangles and I think you'd have a cup of tea as well but it would be um, Earl Grey Earl Grey tea with honey so no sugar 
but Earl Grey tea with honey. But I think he used to like to leave the tea bag in the water for probably four, four minutes, sometimes maybe four and a half minutes. And then, and only, only after he's taken the tea bag out and pressed the tea bag with a little spoon to make sure that you know the tea could was as much of the tea was extracted from the tea bag as possible. Then he would add some honey. But the honey that he had, he never used to, I think the kind of honey he liked was the, the liquid honey. You know, he didn't didn't go for the thick honey because it looked like some kind of oil disaster. So he didn't didn't do that. Um, so he'd have it uh, nice wet liquid honey not too much but enough to mix nicely with the Earl tea or Earl Grey tea never really understood why it's called Earl Grey because the tea's not really grey I don't feel maybe it is it's more like yellowy rather than grey. I suppose Earl Yellow maybe it's not quite as uh, catchy. I tried Earl Grey tea because I, I thought it was going to be healthy. I thought it's a nice healthy tea and it was a little bit too flowery for me now I I don't drink tea hardly ever now but when I did I used to like it quite strong a couple of uh, sugars some milk but not enough milk to dampen the strength of the tea just enough to make it sweeter and a bit cooler you know so it's a nice light brown sort of colour is light brown the right reddy red reddish isn't it really tea light brown I don't mind cocoa as well, although I haven't had any cocoa for absolutely years and years. A long time. In fact, I think the last time I had cocoa was out of a machine that sold you know, various different drinks. Yeah, so I think the last time I had cocoa, because I've, I've used coffee machines uh, over the years, 
the last time was probably about 2012, maybe 2013. But since that time, I haven't really used a coffee machine, not even for a coffee. Yeah, I don't recall. Doesn't mean it hasn't happened, but ah, maybe I have because I did visit a friend in hospital, and this was beginning of last year. I think I got a cup of coffee or tea from the machine. And part of that reason is because well, I find that when I go and visit someone, it's okay for the first maybe three or four minutes. But then, you know, what, what, what is there to do? You can't, can't take a kite to fly. You know, you can't can't take a wheelbarrow with you you know there's certain things you can't take into the ward can't take a television or mobile disco you know it's just it's the very they're quite limited places I suppose this limited room and you know, if, you, if everyone if everyone took a pony with them on visiting hours the, the place would probably get quite well quite busy I imagine but I don't think it should stop people maybe a couple of people taking ponies along but I suppose if they have rules don't they the thing is in the visiting rules nowhere did it say no ponies allowed nowhere did it say please don't leave your bicycle near the operating theatre there's no you know they tell you after the event but it's no there's no rules it's, it's good to know that stuff beforehand you know um, another thing that there's no there's no rules they say please don't empty you know a big bag of marbles onto the floor it might cause people to slip nowhere does it say that it's really hard to know what the rules are tested because I haven't got my glasses on and I don't know where they are now 
<laughs> no, I'm joking. They, they, they are there. I can actually see them. Um, but seeing them is not enough because seeing them doesn't give me any pleasure. You know, it's not. But then why, why, why do we get so caught up in pleasure? It's just a feeling, isn't it? Just a, just a sensation. Is pleasure really that important? What about just being able to live and have some, you know, awareness and to enjoy? sneezing in the background just those little moments of you know happiness yeah it's a bit like you know oh bless you Andre it's a bit like running out of toilet paper See, it's nothing like running out of toilet paper. I don't know why, why I mentioned that. There's no comparison at all, really, is there? I'll tell you about a weird experience I had. I had, um... This is when I used to do the... I assume that you're asleep now anyway, so you won't be listening to this. I went, I used to have this, offer this free service where I would do pain relief, free. So this was in the local town that I lived at, at that time. And it built up and it got to the point, I was working full time as well. So every every Saturday morning, I would I rented a room in a uh, a therapy centre, and I would see clients for free, and they would come and see me, and I'd do some uh, you know hypnosis to help them to reduce their pain, and I just wish I was still doing it really. Anyway. One Saturday morning, I just had a McDonald's breakfast on the way to the therapy centre, and I'd had a few drinks the night before, and my stomach decided to, um, not sure how to put this, you know, it kind of decided to take take control over my life for the next 15 minutes. So I just, you know, I went along with it, went, got into the centre, therapy centre, went upstairs, went to the toilet and, you know, just did everything I needed to do. And I was just thinking about this because I was thinking about, you know, running out of toilet paper but 
I didn't run out of toilet paper, but I noticed there was no spray, there was no um, air freshener. And on this occasion, the room really needed an air freshener. Oh, I couldn't open the window because the window wouldn't open so I thought oh okay so I just you know cleaned up that washed my hands and everything and and I opened the door and there was someone waiting to go in there and it was my next client it was the person I was going to be seeing and she hadn't met me yet and I, I was embarrassed because it's just when I opened the door just the expression on her face was um I mean, she, she, you know, I know she was coming to see me uh, because she was in pain. But she really, really looked like she was in pain. You know, but it was a different kind of pain that she was experiencing. It was really, it was the smell. It was really, you know, it was pretty, pretty, pretty terrible. I, I, there's nothing I could do and I just I didn't realise that she was my next client and I just shuffled along and went into the therapy room and just hid there for 10 minutes and then I came downstairs to collect my client and it was that same lady and I don't know, there's something about see, th therapy, even hypnosis for helping with things like chronic, you know, physical issues and stuff. Even though it's personal, I just, I don't think that any, any person meeting a therapist should it's good to get to know your therapist and stuff like that it's good to be open with clients and patients I don't think necessarily that a client or a patient needs to have smelled the insides you know the the therapists, the inside of the therapist's body, before you know hypnosis has taken place. It's you know it's a little bit personal, and I always remember that. I don't know why it was just one of those embarrassing moments. Number one is I was in this, was in a clothes shop, and there was no one around, 
absolutely nobody around and I let off like a really really big fart I thought it was safe I thought the, the coast was clear there was you know there's no point holding it in and I turn I turn a corner and there's someone just looking at me and I don't think it was so much the smell but it was the sound it was a very echoey vibratory kind of sound there was it definitely it shook the windows a little bit you know and her glasses then there was another time and I was waiting in a this cafe it's a very small cafe and for those of you that maybe don't know what a cafe is it's like a not a dirty spoon what do they call it sticky spoon um, greasy spoon so a place where you can buy fried breakfasts and all I was doing is I was gonna get I think I was working and I was on my lunch break and this place was around the corner so I just went to buy a fried egg sandwich and I was just queuing up there was two people ahead of me and this it was a very small very small cafe or cafe and there's probably maybe five tables in there and it was full, people were, you know, eating. And I let off a, a silent one. Because, you know, I was able to control the, the volume. And it was absolutely silent. And I thought I got, got away with that. And, you know, because I didn't want to disturb people when they were eating, you know. you know that a few seconds afterwards it was like a stink bomb it was it was really it was it was so bad you couldn't actually see each other you know it was like the remember the movie the fog or the mist was like that it was really 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 awful and uh, I started laughing and I, I was trying to stop myself from laughing because I didn't want to admit and let anyone know it was me but I couldn't stop them the more I tried to stop myself from laughing the harder it was and the more I laughed and the other people in the queue were looking at me and I couldn't help it I was just it was, it was just funny it was it was awful and funny at the same time it was um, I 
you know, it's like seeing a, a small child fall off a trampoline, you know, it's, it's funny, but at the same time, you say, oh, I want to make sure the child's okay, but we're seeing someone sitting at a table eating and the chair just collapses underneath them. I saw that, I had a friend who did that. And it was just hilarious, but at the same time, are you okay? Um, you know, and sorry for sawing through the legs of your chair, you know, that kind of thing. Just making sure that he's all right. Freaky. I need to sort this chair out. Maybe I need to get a new chair. Oh, I've been doing some weights. I've been, um, I got this little routine with these dumbbells. And I, I don't like the routine anymore. So I started doing a different routine. Just sticking to one exercise at a time but doing it until it hurts, you know, until the, the proper burns. So whether it's curls, whether it's um, lifting above my shoulders, whatever. And it's quite, it's actually working, it's quite good. It feels much better than what I was doing before. So it's just concentrating on one, one muscle group at a time. So it's quite groovy really, quite like it. I think I shall continue because it's, it's like a little bit easier. I know I, I figured something out the other day. I think the reason why a lot of young people say like when they're talking is because they watch videos on the internet and news bulletins, things like that, and there's no gaps anymore in talking. You know, every single word comes next, you know, after a fraction of a second. And there's no gaps, like no natural gaps. Like there is with me, there's too many gaps, but that's what I do, I talk slowly and you know, just go on and on. And that's a lot of pressure to put people under to to feel that maybe they need to talk like that in real life, not realizing that actually most of those things that they're watching have been edited to knock out the gaps. You know, to cut it down to a smaller file and a shorter video or audio. Or if it's an advert, they make sure that there's hardly any gaps because the advertisers have to pay a lot of money. So the shorter the advert, the more they can get in in a shorter time, the, the more it's worth to the advertiser 
So maybe that's why uh, the younger generation are using the word like because they're filling in that gap because they feel they have to fill the gap in and feel like maybe they're not allowed to have a gap. So I think we need to, as a society, need to start embracing the gap. Start welcoming the gap. It's alright to have a pause. We don't have to talk really, really fast all the time. Luckily for me, because I don't. And I don't ever intend to. And I know that the way that I talk, not just in these boring monologue thingies I do, but just generally in any of my sessions that I record, I talk quite slowly. And that is how I talk, generally. And I don't feel any pressure to fill in gaps at all. So maybe it's time that we to the pressure off the younger generation let them enjoy themselves more by embracing those pauses and those gaps and just taking things taking things a bit slower That's just a suggestion, just an idea. That's if, you know, there's anybody still listening. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna have a sandwich and I will upload this. I have to edit it, get the volume so it's a bit louder, then upload it to SoundCloud Spreaker, Anchor, I put it onto my website, embed it into jasonnewland.com, then upload it and share it on Facebook and Twitter and various different places. So while I'm processing it, because that normally takes about 20 minutes, for it to process before I could do anything, I shall get myself something to eat. I'll leave you with Andre doing it. Don't know what he's doing, he's just running around. Hmm. He's sniffing something on the paper. doing. He seems to be full of energy for some reason. Anyway, I'm going to go. Thank you for listening. If you're still awake, 
And why are you still awake? Why haven't I bored you completely into a deep healing sleep? So please let me know what you think of these things that I do. I will be making more recordings and just to remind you, you can download my free app for my, it's an Android app for my hypnotic buffets and the link is in the, in the description. It's also on my website. So take care of yourselves. Speak to you probably tomorrow. Lots of love. And Andre's climbing all over me now. Bye. Hello, Andre. Hello. You come to see Daddy. Hey, you alright, mate? Oh, your daddy kisses. Oh. I love you. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay, you don't want to talk about jam. Alright, I'm going to be rude. Hello. Hello. You're the cutest ferret in the whole wide world. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Don't yawn. I'm not that boring. I'll stop being boring now. I'm now gone back to being my normal exciting self. What do you mean you can't tell the difference? Andre, stop being so rude. Want some runny honey? <coughs> runny honey. Oh. <sighs> I'm gonna get something to eat anyway. Oh, we still recording. Oh, bye again. Bye.